At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations. Not Your Average Perspectives. Not Your Average Black Girls. Hey, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls. I don't need no backup singers, I do this on my own. <laughs> okay, Very guys. Very happy to hear that. Thank you, be happy. <laughs> Well, the gang is all here. You've got your girl, Jordan, we've got Megan, and we've got Dice, and we're excited to bring another episode of Not Your Average Black Girls. But before we get started, um, Dice, why don't you go ahead and give us that NYABG shout out? Yes. So today's NYABG shout out goes to Jennifer Carol Foy. She is one of the first few women to graduate from Virginia Military Institute. In 2017, she ran for a delegate seat in Virginia while pregnant with twins and won. Now she's running for governor, and if elected, she will be the first Black female governor in the nation. So uh, if you're in Virginia, definitely vote for her just based off that reasoning alone. Um, So as a driving force behind a House bill to ratify the federal Equal Rights Amendment in Virginia, Carol Foy has centered her campaign on issues of gender, criminal justice, health care, and the environment. She's gained popularity among progressives, securing endorsements from the Sunrise Movement, the youth-led climate activist group, Feminist Majority PAC, and Democratic Rep Katie Porter of California. And that information came from NBC. And last but certainly not least, there's a mantra that guides Carol Foy from Democratic Rep Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts. Presley said, the people closest to the pain should be the closest to the power. Her story, her struggle, and her motherhood give meaning to this notion. We need people who have the same lived experiences as so many families to be in positions of power, she said. What I have to do is I have to speak truth to power and I have to make it plain. End quote. (laughs) So that's our NYABG shout out for today. So again, if you are in Virginia, please vote for her. Thank you. Wow, wow. The people closest to the pain should be the people closest to the power. That's deep, y'all. Snaps on that one. Snaps. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. I'm really excited to talk about this because I feel like this is one that's near and dear to all of our hearts. And so today, guys, we're going to be talking about adulthood and how adulthood is by far the worst hood that I've ever lived in. For sure, for sure, for sure. So (laughs) the worst hood, that's a good one. It really is. Like I ain't even trying to come here. I just ended up here. (laughs) And so anytime people think about like becoming an adult or like anytime I hear people complaining about being an adult, this is so childish, but I feel like this is the one moment where it kicks in for a lot of us. And that's when you have to make your own doctor's appointments. 
is when you have to call the doctor's office and schedule your own appointment. Like I see so many TikTok <laughs> memes about this and it never ceases to like crack me up because I definitely feel their pain on that one. Like just going through that awkward moment of being like, uh, why am I calling <laughs> when the secretary picks up and is like, mama, what do I need? And so, um, yeah, no, that's definitely one that just. Sucks. That's funny that, so that like legit bothers you, like having to make your own doctor's appointments yes and I thought it was just me because I know that I could be like an introvert slash just antisocial sometimes so I don't like interacting with people that I don't necessarily care to interact with (laughs) but to see that it bothers other people too and just having like I said that pressure of having to like answer those questions and then like when you get there and fill out that form like about your insurance and all that stuff it's just like oh wait no let me call that out real quick let me let me see what's going on that's hilarious. I don't think that one really bothers me um, as much. Like if I'm thinking randomly about the one that probably gets me like shamelessly every time is whenever I have a new job, like filling out those tax forms, man. I'm like, all right, mama, what, what am I supposed to put on this line again? Like it gets me every time. And I just be so annoyed. Like, dang, I got to start memorizing this or something like, cause it's ridiculous that I have to ask for this help every single time. But I don't know. There are definitely some like, like obviously, you know, blessed to be alive, but there are some downfalls to these adulthood responsibilities for sure. For I sure, can um, sure. co-sign on that Meg because for years I used to have to call my mama every time I got a new job and Lord knows there was a long time in my life where I was switching jobs like I was switching draws and so I was constantly calling her but now <laughs> at the ripe old age of 30 I no longer have to do that <laughs> so I finally got it at that point but in the years prior no. So what you're saying is by the time I get 30 I probably will have it down pat okay that yep. gives me that gives me some hope because give me a couple years child <laughs> i'd be in distress <laughs> okay so this may be a bit different for me than it is for y'all since you guys are married but do you deal with like a lot of family pressure to like have kids and stuff at this age um because you know like when you're younger, especially as girls, we'll say when we're younger is don't be out there with no boys, past dark, you know, don't be being fast, don't be doing this, doing that. And then it just kind of feels like overnight your parents are like, so when are you going to get married? When are you going to have some kids? You know what I'm saying? So um, now that y'all are married, are your moms like pressuring you to be like, hey, where my grandbabies at? Like, where they at? Well, I mean, for me, I can say that um, whenever we have children, they will, that first child will be like the first grandchild. So obviously, you know, people say something every other day about when is that baby coming? Um, my mother-in-law the other day just went to like dinner with, I think, one of her cousins who was like, yeah, when they gonna have them kids? And I was like, well, dang, we just got married in December. Like, give us a little bit of time. So, I mean, definitely, I think um, as far as once you get married, you know, that's, I'll say that's kind of the world though, right? Like, when you get married, people immediately are looking for like a baby announcement on Facebook. Um, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't guilty of it. Like, I can think of a couple right now that's been married for 
probably about six years, it seems like. They got married young and they don't have any kids. And every now and then when I come across them, I'm like, wonder if they want children. You know, I think it's just one of those things like everybody expects everyone to have kind of a textbook um, progression, you know, in life as you get older. Uh, and it does put the pressure on a little bit, but I mean, we're taking our time over here, so <laughs> I ain't feeling no peer pressure, but it does happen. Um, I can speak to both sides because I definitely got married and would be considered late quote unquote, um, because I was 30 when I got married. And so, uh, I think by today's time, it's not as late as it was compared to back in the day, but it's still considered relatively late to get married. Um, so I feel like for me, the pressure is even stronger because it's like, oh, you're 30 years old, you know, you ain't getting any younger and your eggs are dying off. Like, you know, people just want to remind you all the time of like this crisis that you're in because you're not rapidly having a baby. And quite frankly, you know, Megan and Jordan already know this, but I'm not too keen on having kids anyway. So I wouldn't be like devastated if I didn't have any, but I'm for damn sure not rushing to have any. I, I just don't want to spend the money. I don't want the financial responsibility and the personal responsibility right now now having a child or children, I'm just not ready. <laughs> like I'm not ready. I'm gonna tell you right now, if it happened like any time before the next three years, it probably was an accident. I just, I'm just keeping it real. I'm not planning on having not kids. An accident. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Like, oops, like I'm gonna be that person because I'm not, I need at least three years. I keep telling everybody, give me three years, leave me alone. Just give me three years. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say was prior to getting married, there was pressure just to get married um, in my family. Uh, there's not a whole lot of my family left. Like my family's really small. And so those of us who are left, it's like the millennial generation. I was the first one to get married of that generation in my family. And so there's like all this pressure. So once I got engaged, all of my um, older relatives were looking at my sister and my cousins and oh, when y'all get married, you know, Candace got engaged. When y'all going to get engaged? You know, it just became this big thing. And I remember my sister telling me like, you getting engaged just made everything worse for the rest of us. Right. That's how it is though. And I was like, what they, people fail to realize is I'm like, I didn't get married till five years later after my relationship had started. And so I'm like, it wasn't a quick thing for me at all. And so it takes time. I don't want anybody to feel that kind of pressure. I don't think it's fair. And if we have any older listeners who do this, stop doing that. Stop telling people they need to get married. Stop telling people they need to get engaged. Leave people alone. And when the time will come, it's going to come. You don't need to rush anything. You don't need to overthink it. Just let stuff happen naturally. And stop acting like when you turn 30, that it's the end of somebody's life. I feel like my life is just beginning. You know, like 30 really isn't old, but we have allowed society to tell us that it is. My life is far from over. <laughs> so like you people get married at 40, 50, 80, et cetera. Like, come on. Anyways, I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm going on a tangent, but y'all got my point. No, that was a beautiful point. Um, I know I'm 21, so I'm still like really young, but I'm- oh, No, ma'am. This is officially the <laughs> comedy hour portion of the show, I'm, you guys. I'm really looking forward to my 30s. Like, I can't even lie. Like, I've got a while. I've got like nine years, but like I said, um, can't wait. And so, yeah. That's a lie for y'all who don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a complete lie. Hey, okay. listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, you know, getting older and just embracing like whatever comes with those stages. Because I'm going to get a little like adult for like 0.2 seconds. I heard on TV that for women, like when you get into your 40s, that sex is like 
you know, they say, I wouldn't know because I'm not 40, but they say, like, if you think you enjoy it now, wait until you get in your 40s. So, I mean, we need to stop shaming people for where they are in their 20s and 30s because apparently you have yet to live from what the streets <laughs> say. I mean, that's just what they Let say. Let me tell y'all something. I came across an older lady on TikTok and I think she was like 48. She looked better than me. Yeah. And I was like, let me tell y'all something. If I was a young man out here, <laughs> like, it'd no. be cougar life for me all day long. But now that lady, cougars that lady looked man. good. Dude, dude. Okay. She looked amazing. And like, only reason I knew her age is because in her hashtag, she kept saying it like 48 mm-hmm. ain't old or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, this lady looked good. But anyways, random tangent again. No, I've seen some bomb like 60 year olds on Instagram and I'm sure y'all have seen the same lady that I'm talking about. So I'm definitely excited about getting older. I know I'll only get younger in spirit. And plus we all know black don't crack and we're all some young looking whatever ages we are now. So I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of aging. I just want to be able to keep enjoying my life and living it how I am doing better, but living it, you know. And let me tell y'all one more thing too. 30 is beautiful. And I'm not just saying that. Because prior to me turning 30, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. People be saying it's old, whatever, whatever. But when I turned 30, I felt like, and I've been 30 since October of 2020, I felt like everything shifted for me in some ways. Like I stopped giving a fuck about a lot of things. I don't care about y'all's opinions. I don't care what y'all got to say. I'm going to do me. I'm going to live my life. If you got a problem with it, it's a you problem, not a me problem. Like I have never been more self-assured and more confident in my entire life. I mean, that doesn't mean I don't have issues. Obviously everybody does. But at the end of the day, I no longer let like, I feel like I don't let the outside world and the outside opinion affect me as much as I did when I was in my twenties. So I wanted to add that. I appreciate that advice um, because I can't wait. I'm I'm ready. I say all the time, y'all, we have like conversations around the house. I say all the time, like, I can't wait till we be like in our 50s, 60s, living our best life, you know, in Aruba this week, bore, bore the next week. We got big plans. I can't (laughs) wait till I'm out here. Okay. So I I have no shame. Like I I can't wait to just, you know, experience more. But I did have a question for Jordan because we were talking about like, you know, kids and marriage and stuff. So like Jordan, how do you feel like, I mean, you know, you're, you were both in your, in our twenties, but like, do you feel like as time goes on, that there's like more and more pressure on you in general, like to be married or do you kind of, are you kind of lucky enough to like not experience that? Um, I thought I was going to be able to slide out of this question. Cause I was sure going to segue into something. Nah, else. nah, nah. Uh-uh. Um, from my family, well, I'll say this from both parents. No, from one. Yes. Um, I think what helps me is the fact that I am the youngest of the kids and we're all single. <laughs> so um, their focus is not primarily on me. Um, my mom is always like, girl, you need to get back out there, you know, get on the horse, get on the saddle and da 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 And I'd be like, okay, girl, okay. I can um, hear your mom saying that. <laughs> y'all already know. <laughs> but my dad, he's just like, oh, she don't got to worry about that. She don't got to worry about it, you know. So obviously, you know, dads and, you know, their daughters or whatever. But like I said, with my older brother, they on him hard. Like Justin is... um I say well-seasoned. He's not that well-seasoned. He's just, you know, a bit older. (laughs) Um, And so they definitely want him to just, like, find a partner. And I think 
when it comes to like our parents particularly because they were having their second child at my age and they had been married for like what five years prior to that honestly maybe more I think they got married when my mom was still in college so potentially like five or six years prior to having me they just want us to find the same type of partners that they found in each other and they were real blessed to kind of like grow up together like I say it to them all the time but it's like y'all have been together longer than you were single you know so a lot of life and a lot of what you've accomplished in life and learned about life you had um the privilege of having like a built-in friend and companion while you did it and not everybody gets that you know especially in today's society so they just really want us to have what they have and so i think that's more so where the pressure comes from it's not from like oh well we want grandbabies or we want you to get married we don't want you to be like a spinster they just want us to like have someone to bounce ideas off of you know and to have someone to talk to um every day after work or like run business ideas by like things like that um and so i will say that is the part of a relationship that i would be open to but all the other drama that come with it these days I am not rushing into it. I will tell you that right now. I'm not rushing into it. So I think that's great. I don't think anybody should rush into marriage. I think society puts way too much pressure on people and and nobody talks about the amount of responsibility that comes with being married. Everybody just gloss over that. It's like, oh, you need to get married, have a wedding. Yay. And it's like, it's over. Hell no. Like this shit is work every day. You have made a decision to dedicate your life and to share your life with somebody else. That means you got to consider this person and damn near everything you do, every decision you make, no matter how big or how small. And if you are a strong, independent woman, that's not something you're going to be used to doing. You know, so you're going to have to make all these personal adjustments because you have decided that you wanted to be married. So I want people to be more aware of that because nobody warns you. (laughs) nobody warned you about this married life i'm just keeping it real i love my husband to death but you know sometimes i miss when i was by myself and i didn't have to worry about certain things (laughs) and you know i'm just keeping it real like you know you got all these obligations now like you know i just i'm just saying keep that in mind so i say all the time and it's something somebody told me years ago or whatever don't be praying for a marriage pray that you're ready when the time comes i cannot stress that enough do not take that lightly Steve, please stop going in these clubhouse rooms and talking about you want a six-figure nigga, you want this and you want that, she got to be a bad bitch. Y'all need to cut all that bullshit out because at the end of the day, all that matters is who's for you is for you. Y'all are worried about the wrong shit and I'm telling you, you're going to get caught up. So you're better off waiting on God and letting him lead and put that person in your life or you end up out here on the streets. Like I'm telling you. you got I'm over to- here smiling. <laughs> I'm over here smiling, but like... <laughs> Dice really is preaching, y'all. This is like segment from, uh, you know, <laughs> Deaconess. <laughs> Deaconess Dice over Not here is really trying to give y'all, y'all some facts. Like, like y'all do to be focused on, on the wrong stuff at the end of the day. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'd be so sad when I hear some of these things because I want y'all to want more for yourselves. Stop thinking about these materialistic things. I just, I'd be so sad. Y'all don't even know. It hurts my heart. Like, oh my goodness. I'd be like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, you don't need to be concerned about whether this person is for you. Y'all worried about all the wrong stuff. Find your match. You don't know what could happen. Somebody could get sick. You got to deal with it. Somebody could, you know, go broke. You got to deal with it. So start thinking, you know, about the bigger picture and stop thinking about in the moment, is he going to be able to take me to Dubai? Because you don't know if that man going to live to see Dubai. But that's all that's on your mind. I just want y'all to do better. That's all. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're great, though. 
Well, one thing I just wanted to interject when you said, you know, um, what strong, independent woman, you know, sometimes these men are just immature and selfish too, you know, so it's not about being a strong, independent woman and not knowing how to um, be accountable for someone else or to someone else. A lot of times it's these men who are only used to being accountable to themselves, you know, like they don't want to be responsible for their actions and have to um explain mamas. yeah yeah like coddling women but you, that's a whole different topic but yeah um so anyway guys relationship states these days need improvement they need work and until as a collective of singles we get it together your girl right here megan i ain't got no tolerance for the bullshit you know what i'm saying i'm, just, <laughs> I'm waiting on the lord to deliver some new niggas after quarantine can you put the lord and niggas in the same probably shouldn't but i know you're bringing a new badge so I've seen a meme. I think I saw a meme like when we were all on lockdown for real, for real. That said, like, well, God, if you out of niggas, just say that then. For real. That's how I be feeling. Like, if there's no more, let me know. I'll go back to the drawing board. Just let me know. I'm just, I'm not trying to build nobody up no more, man. I just need somebody to come with a little, with a little sense. Just a little bit. That's all I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. Find the person for you. Let them Mm -hmm. find you. Y'all be, y'all be on something else. But go ahead, Jordan. All right. So, um, Dice, there was one thing that you said um, when you were saying, like, whenever you hear, like, what people are talking about these days, like, six-figure niggas and trying to go to Dubai and all that good stuff. So, that made me want to ask both of y'all, do you feel like social media and the influences that we see on our phones um, affect how we feel about ourselves these days, like, being adults? Um, Like, for example relationships and expectations out of partners like wanting a man to be able to buy you like a trip or um you know a gucci bag after a day of knowing him or um crap what was the other thing i was gonna say now i forgot crap i forgot it oh oh like jobs and salaries and stuff like that like megan talked about like when we get in our 50s and 60s and traveling but there are some people who ain't but like 19 and expect that right now you know so let alone our age you know like i said i'm 21 so like i walk around campus sometimes and it's just like jordan please stop with this lie (laughs) yeah i was about to say what campus child she had completely (laughs) lost me I'm getting too good at it. But no, like for real, like people really do expect just, you know, to have like six figures, like right out of high school or just so early on in their life. And like the whole get money quick mentality has escalated because now you can, you know, be a YouTuber, be a TikToker, be an Instagrammer, you know, get some type of notoriety and fame to where you can live like a celebrity type lifestyle that we've normalized amongst people who aren't celebrities. So how do you um, think social media has impacted the expectations of being an adult today? I mean, I just think social media got the kids fucked up. Um, You know, I I feel like the millennial generation, as we know, we kind of had a taste of life before social media and we had a taste of life with social media. So I feel like I I hate to say it this way, but I think out of all the generations currently, we are probably the most like well-adjusted in that sense is that we know what it's like to be both. So we understand both sides of the coin. Um, Unfortunately, Generation Z and all the rest of them, whatever they're called, um, I feel like they're going to grow up strictly knowing the internet and not really knowing what life was like before such a thing existed. And so 
I think they're very impressionable. I think it's giving the idea that adulthood is supposed to look a certain way. Um, and like you said, like people thinking they're supposed to live a celebrity type lifestyle or a luxury quote unquote type lifestyle and being blinded by that and not thinking about everybody's not going to be rich and famous. It's just not going to happen. You know, everybody's not going to be an influencer. Everybody's not going to be, you know, whatever. It, it's just not like that. And so I feel like if these kids, I hope that they are, but if they're not being exposed or if they're not being taught that life is real, it's real out here. And, you know, there is such thing as being rich and going broke because nobody wants to talk about that. Um, And so I think people need to really humble themselves and stop thinking so much about, you know, materialistic things. They're nice. Don't get me wrong. Everybody loves some nice shit. But at the end of the day, that's not what life is really about. And so I admire the people who do try to show a little bit more of the regular quote unquote life, because this is how things look every day. You know, I like to look at pretty stuff too, but I also know sometimes, you know, things look a mess. Sometimes your house isn't that clean, you know, and that's okay. You know, and I had actually went into one clubhouse room um, and I forgot what the topic was, but I was really inspired by something they said in that room. And they were saying like, what do you do for yourself that is luxurious? And they were like, we don't mean like buying designer handbags or something like that, even though that you can do that, that's fine. But they were saying like, what do you find luxury in something that you do for yourself? And one girl said she finds luxury in cleaning her house on the weekends. She enjoys cleaning. She likes to smell the pine salt. Reminds her of childhood. You know, people need to kind of get back to those kinds of things and and remembering that there are little things in life that can make you happy. I mean, when COVID, when we finally could leave the house, I was just happy to get my eyebrows done. It felt great. You know, I was looking at the whole mess for almost a year and I finally got my eyebrows done. Like, we just need to learn to appreciate Girl, those things. I ain't never put my hands across the table at the nail salon so fast. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was like a mad woman. Like, ooh, get them, get them, get them. When I could finally get my nails done. I was in distress. So I can't <laughs> yeah, believe it. You know, but see, those things should be considered more luxury or more what you would maybe call it an everyday luxury that people don't talk about. It's like how nice it feels just to get your nails done, how nice it feels to get your hair done, your eyebrows done, how nice it feels to take a damn shower. Like nobody wants to talk about these things because social media has led people to believe that these things aren't nice and they're not sought after because you're not doing it in some far off land that costs you thousands of dollars or more. That's my take. This is random, but have y'all come across like um, some of those photos where people will post how much they spend on their nails at the nail shop? And it'd be like $100 to $300 for the most basic, if not trash ass looking nail set. And I'm like, why would you give them anything over $25 for that? Like, first of all, nails are already outpriced from what they used to be. I don't know if y'all noticed, but I'd be like, damn, okay. Well, hell, I feel like everything going up because they're true. Like after COVID, everybody got greedy as hell. Like hair has gone up tremendously to get braids and all that stuff. Like the prices have doubled, if not tripled compared to what they were. I'm like, y'all about to motivate people to start figuring this shit out on their own because people cannot afford to give y'all, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars for box braids. Like they just no, cannot no. do it. I have been said like only America could see inflation during COVID, during a pandemic, only in America. Mm-hmm. Child. Don't even get me started when it comes to these hair prices, okay? Because gone are the days where you could get you some good hair. 
a wash and blow dry and install and style all for under $200. (laughs) Like gone are those days. And what's so crazy is like, this is not that long ago. Um, when did I go to college? Um, fall of 2011. I used to stay. Well, yeah, y'all, y'all knew me. I used to stay with the sewing, like stay with the sewing. Mm -hmm. And then I thought it was your hair. Yes, the hair would be good hair, but that's because yes. it was affordable. Like, and it was a top brand. I mean, I used to. Everybody knows her now, but once upon a time, I used to get my hair from um Ming Lee Snob Life. Girl, like, everybody in Atlanta because would get that Snob Life. Yes, no, back when she was in Detroit, back when she used mm. to let people text her. I used to get hair from her because it was affordable because like, yes, other people were selling hair, but it wasn't this huge thing. You know, I think back then IG was still only for iPhone. So like you didn't have certain, certain marketing tools you you know there was no reason for inflation you could make that hair to have you want to but who's gonna buy it when it's eight other people out here who are probably at least um you know decent vendors that you could get hair from but I noticed like over the years that you know it just would be going up going up going up going up and I think that's when I got to the point where I was like I ain't finna be getting all these sew-ins because um, y'all be charging too much for the hair and then like nobody is a stylist anymore. You got to come with it washed. Mm-hmm. Come with your hair fixed. I'm like, yes. Do I got to braid it down too? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> girl, just making it hard out here. And it's like, okay, I understand y'all are trying to get your bag, but what you don't understand is like, you're not trying to, it, it's no give and take. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand you're trying to elevate yourself, sis, get your business going, but it's like, you know, you're not thinking about um, your market, you know, your customers by basically not offering, all, all you're doing is the install. By the time I done wash, dried, got it braided down, all you're doing is taking the needle and the thread and weaving it in. And at that point, I could learn how to do that. I don't desire to, but I may as well if I'm going to pay you $300. That's what it's coming to. Just to get that thread and needle. And mind you, I still ain't bought the hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, Jordan, I was thinking about what you were saying, and Dice said like a lot about social media, and I think in general, I just kind of feel like social media. You know, I can get on it, I can be on it, and I'm fine. But I do think that it's very dangerous for people who like don't know how to define their own happiness especially for us young adults like let's be real our parents and stuff they don't care nothing about what they see on social media right because they're older they know what matters in life but for our generation and younger I think it's a very dangerous thing because what I've noticed is like people it seems like people are happy until they feel like oh, I guess I'm not happy because I don't have this. I don't have that. And I see it every day with people. I know it's like, well, you were happy until you saw what someone else had. So like, is it that you are unsatisfied or is it that you think you should be where everyone else um, is is at? And I noticed that, Jordan, you had said something. I felt like you made a good point about the comment I made about saying like, you know, I can't wait until we get in our 50s and 60s and stuff and travel. Um you know, I, I'm one of those people to where it's like, I, I want us to, you know, my husband will be 30 in September. 
I want us, like, in our 30s to be, like, you know, hitting a different country every year. Like, don't get me wrong. I absolutely want us to start traveling, you know, a lot soon as young people. I don't want to have to wait to experience that stuff. But see, when I say, like, 50s and 60s, you know, I'm talking about that kind of traveling where you could say, I'm going for a month to your grown children. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I done put in my work, whether it be in one of the businesses that we want to start, whether it be you know, foundation, you know, charity work. Like I, I want to be able to say, okay, I've contributed, you know, to my lifestyle, to the community. Now it's time for me to just, you know, take off and return at my leisure. Um, I think the problem is a lot of people want, they say, that, have y'all ever heard people say this about our generation that like, we all want that instant gratification? Yep. Yeah. 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 I think that's the problem. Like a lot of people in our age group want, you know, we want it right now. And, um, it's what they don't realize is like a lot of those people that you idolized, you know, with the exception of like the the overnight sensations on IG and stuff. Um, a lot of those people who really have money, you know what I'm saying? Like the Oprah's, the, the Vera Wang's, you know, the, the Bill Gates, those people, like they have Cinderella stories, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll tell you in a minute, they started from nothing. Um, I love how Tina Fey will talk about how she didn't get her first, like, good-paying gig until she was in her 40s. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, we talk about struggle love. I'm not saying that people have to sign up for, like, a struggle career or a struggle life. But I do think that a lot of people are very unrealistic about how, um, at the end of the day, it takes work. And it's a very small percentage of people in the world who are going to be born into the kind of money and the kind of luxury that people... um want to have i don't think there's anything wrong with wanting generational wealth i want my children and grandchildren to be born um millionaires but i also want them to value hard work and and know what it is to like build your own and i think that's what a lot of people don't value because they look at social media and they think dang i should have that birkin tomorrow and it's like yeah. no yeah. no but there's beauty in this struggle and that's what nobody talks mm-hmm. about and there's beauty when you struggle through something and you finally get it, you appreciate it so much more in the end than you would if somebody would have just handed it to you. Um, and I think too, you know, as someone on this podcast who ventures into these social platforms and tries to be on YouTube as a creator and TikTok and all these places and all I can say is, y'all, it's definitely not as easy as people make it seem. I mean, even with the three of us doing a podcast, it's not that simple. Um, none of these things that you see people do all the time, it's not easy. It requires a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of restless nights, and things that you just, as an adult, <laughs> you don't really have time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. You have to make time to do these things, and it's not a joke. So my advice is, if you're young and you're listening, start these things now. Don't wait till you're a grown-ass person out here and decide you want to do a YouTube channel or podcast or whatever because of the amount of dedication and work that it takes. You know, you cannot be lazy with these things, unfortunately, but you can't unless you have money and can pay people to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. But the three of us don't have that yet. (laughs) So we do all the work here. But I just want to throw that out there that it takes work. Speaking of, we need a a, a free intern. <laughs> Someone right? that has these uh, social media platforms. JK, but not really. No, for real. Um, you can email us. Check our email in the description of the episode. Okay. We always joking about an intern. We need one. Um, and you can get paid in jokes. But yeah, so and they not even funny. These other two not funny. So it's just gonna be me paying you, JK. <laughs> Don't try me on this podcast. No, and one more thing I just wanted to say, though, um, on the topic of just social media in our generation, and I feel like being adults right now, 
I know I take a lot of social media breaks. I don't know if you two do it. I kind of feel like y'all do as well. Um, and that's just not something that I hear the younger generations talking about. And so to get a bit heavy, but like, you know how you're always hearing about kids getting so depressed from what they see on TV, not TV, but social media. And then, you know, like committing harms against themselves. And I hear older generations like the baby boomers and up and they're like, why would you do that? You know, over some comments that someone you don't even know said to you. Your, like, your impersonation. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, they like literally they don't get it. Like they get upset at the news. Like why would why would they do that? You know? And I'm sitting there kind of like, you know, being a millennial, being someone who's in between both you know, generations and both times in, in the world, like Dice was saying earlier, um, I try to reason with them whenever I hear those conversations. And I'm just like, well, you know, for the younger generations and for some people in my generation, like the words that other people say about them, that, that does mean a lot. That can affect how you feel about yourself. But what I would want the younger generation to learn is like, you can step away from it. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have to follow you the way you allow it to. And so I think if more people were to like take social media breaks and really get in tune with their reality, not the reality that social media is trying to paint for you, because social media is filled with ads on top of ads, on top of people who are flexing and finessing Please talk fake about information. It. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not real. Like 90% of what you receive through your feed is not a real generic um, or organic message. Generic is not what I was trying to say, but organic message. And I really would like to see more more um, children in that younger generation just take breaks from social media sometimes, like go a week without it, push yourself, go two weeks, you know, go three weeks without it. Um, it could be very conducive. And I feel like it just can like add energy back into your day because social media can drain you too, just trying to keep up with everything and all the news, you know, that's draining too. So You know what else is a problem? And I'll say this goes for our some people in our generation and like, but especially the younger generation, they don't have hobbies anymore. I mean, think about it. When we were in school, I, I know I can speak for myself. I was, especially high school, I was in band. I had friends. I had started dating. It was a Capoli party every Friday, Saturday, Ooh, right? Yes, honey. So like, mm-hmm. but you know, or some other party to go to. Like, we had stuff to do. We had hobbies, and and I can agree with you on the social media thing. Like, it ain't nothing for me to go a, a couple of weeks without getting on Instagram. I really don't care that much. For me, honest, like I have a far better time coming home from work binging charmed or Grey's Anatomy for the 10th time as opposed to sitting up on Instagram seeing what y'all doing you know what I'm saying like and and I feel like that's the problem is a lot of people don't have that it's like they feel like they're missing out on something if they're not on there 24 7 um and one of y'all has said something I just wanted to say this I wanted to put things into like perspective for people who do get so caught up in like what other people have y'all also have to remember that like everything is not always as it seems a lot of these celebrities you know quote unquote um they're leasing these cars these are not their cars a lot of them are gifted some of these jewels and clothes for advertisements but then they're sending them back um you know and it's like at the end of the day um it's everything is not as it seemed a lot of them are renting these homes they don't own them you know it's just their advertising something 24 7 so that lets you know it's not that they just have this this is a job like I think that's another thing is like people get real caught up in what they see and they don't realize that like mm, 
What you don't know is that person, you know how they always say like average American is one paycheck away from being on the street. Like a lot of y'all favorite celebrities are one Instagram ad away from, you know, being back at whatever apartment complex they was at before they started renting that mansion. Like you just, I don't know. I think sometimes you have to like stay in your lane, worry about your journey. You know what I'm saying? And not be so focused on what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And stuff. Okay, so my next question to y'all, and um, Megan, you definitely just kind of hinted at it when you said that the younger generation doesn't have any hobbies. But I want to ask you too, now that you're an adult, what are some of the things that you find relaxing or your newfound hobbies that you may not have had or maybe you did have when you were younger? I gotta think for a second. <laughs> like, you know, people joke, like, when you get older, how you may like to knit shit you know what I'm i would saying? like to learn yeah um ironically I, mean, I do know how to knit but i haven't done it in a very really? long time yeah i learned how to do that in school i always wanted to know how to do that yeah no i, I mean it's nice to, but i haven't done it in forever i used to make them like crochet carpets like them little kits those little like crochet a picture <laughs> kit or something like that with my when i was younger y'all this is so reversed but I used to do this with my 80-year-old neighbor when I was in middle school and high school. I used to go see her and we would knit these little like carpet squares and stuff or crochet them carpet squares. I need to pick that back up. But um, I'll go as far as like a hobby that I have now that I'm an adult. These things are so backwards, but y'all know I skateboard now. Just picking up some stuff to do because it's like maybe it is that midlife crisis, that early, that quarter life crisis. Um, but you know, call me Tanya Hawk because I'm the next one for sure, for sure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, I'd be crying every time you'd be on IG with that skateboard too. I'd be like, oh, she was serious when she said she was going to start doing that. I feel like I kind of gave some of mine away. Like, um, I I love, uh, you know, reminiscing. Um, a lot of people don't know this about me. I'm like very much so a... Um, a TV person when I have time. So I love binging older shows that I liked as a kid, um, slash teenager, you know, Boy Meets World, Charmed, Buffy, um, 
you know, it's some black ones, of course, as well, because I don't want y'all to roast me and say those are only white shows. But, um, I mean, I, I like, you know, College Hill, um, Baldwin Hills. You know, I, I like to I like to go back, but um, I would have to say my favorite one. This is not a new one. Like, I love to read at the end of the day. I will read, like, if you give me the whole weekend to myself, I can read. Um, yeah, just ask ask my housemate over here i think it kind of gets on his nerves but <laughs> that's what i like to do um i honestly don't think i have much i i find that the older i get i'm open to different things that i probably wouldn't have found at all appealing at a younger age so for example like gardening <laughs> um, and so i never thought i want to do that never thought that i would actually have any interest at all in doing anything outside especially like yard work because i've always been like really afraid of bugs and i don't want nothing getting on me um but i have i've improved greatly so you know now as a homeowner you know you really have to maintain unless you live in an area that you know in a condo or something that does it for you but we don't so you have to maintain your yard and stuff like that and so we had over the weekend done like some stuff in our backyard and tried to throw down some grass seeds so um, hopefully we'll have some grass okay Uh, so things like that i also like to read like megan i i will say last month or so i haven't had the time like how i did before there was a period in time where i was squeezing it in like every night before i went to bed i try to read like a chapter but i do like to do that and other than that y'all i i truly value doing nothing um i love it say that again (laughs) people don't we don't put enough (laughs) emphasis on how important it is to sometimes do nothing like just be just just be still like yeah i love i love doing nothing and i love a good nap that has not changed don't get them as often these days but i love them dice i'm shocked you didn't say like cooking because i feel like you quite enjoy cooking i enjoy watching you cook you know <laughs> right all, same but... that, add that to my list i yeah. enjoy yeah, watching I mean, dice cook i guess i couldn't i didn't think of it because like no i do like cooking but it was something i've always done so i never thought of it as like a new hobby um but yeah i do find cooking to be very relaxing i know people feel the complete opposite but i find cooking to be relaxing so i do enjoy I like baking that. And I also love playing The Sims. Shout out to my Sims fans out there. Girl, I've I played that in a minute. I've been on Sims since middle school, okay? That mm-hmm. will not change. Um, Elementary school for me. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But that will not change. It, I don't get to do it as often. But uh, when I do, um, I'm zoned in. I'm like, that's my whole day right there. I love The Sims. Um, I like to do a lot of things. I just... I, I'm, I'm kind of like dice like I, I open up my mind and um I don't know I like spontaneous things sometimes like we randomly drove to that Hawaiian themed Chick-fil-a um uh, a couple of weeks weekends ago that we saw on TikTok that was fun so ain't y'all cute ain't y'all cute okay so I got another question for you guys and I'm gonna try and paint you know the picture of where I'm going But you know how people sometimes say like the older you get, your circle gets smaller, you know? So I wanted to know if you all have been able to kind of maintain a pretty strong and supportive um, like friend group as an adult or has your circle gotten smaller? Um, Do you find that it's been more difficult for you to like make friends as an adult? You know, what's your, your friend situation like now that you're older, basically? 
Um, I would say my circle has definitely gotten smaller, but then again, that says a lot because my circle was already small. Um, I, I was never really a person to have a lot of friends, uh, not because I didn't want friends, but I just felt like friendship didn't really come easily for me. Uh, especially when I was younger, I felt like girls always found a reason to have a problem with me. Like even people I didn't know, like they decided based off of whatever they didn't like me. So I never really had like a bunch of friends. I've always had like a really small group. Um, as I've gotten older, I will say though, it's harder to make friends, like new friends. Um, I kind of feel like a lot of times if you didn't meet your friends earlier in life, like through school or whatever, it's like once you become an adult, it can be very challenging to meet friends. And then I also noticed too, like when I do try to make friends now as an adult, that, you know, a lot of people have really bad communication. Like a lot of people do not know how to communicate at all or don't know how to like hold a conversation. And it's just like, okay, I'm not, I can't carry this for both of us. Like either you want to be friends or you don't. Like I'm trying to make a friend here. <laughs> I just want to be your friend. So um, I just, I don't know. It's a struggle. I'm definitely a person that's been on Bumble a few times for friends. Um, so far, it hasn't been a bad experience. But yeah, you always kind of come across a few people who are just like, I can kind of see why you don't have any friends because you don't know how to communicate. But that's my story. Well, um, well, I'll go. One thing I was just going to say is I feel like these days people lack a certain... Um, certain aspect of just being genuine right like a lot of people are are fake and I think um they allow themselves to be that way because in their mind they think they're like go-getters or they want to be around people who are like moving and shaking but it's like no y'all are just using people you know what I'm saying um and there's nothing really like business-minded about that like yes people can help you get where you're going but a friendship has some type of like mutual benefit. And if you just coming up off my back, there's no mutuality about that. You're just using me, you know? So I kind of have a hard time, I think, um, wanting to be around people these days that I don't already know or I haven't really like vetted because because of social media. So many people want to look like they're doing a certain type of thing or living a certain type of life. And then I've noticed that people want to surround themselves with people who are either faking or have it. And that's just not me. You know, like I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a buck with you through and through and through, you know, whether I got it or not, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Um, and so I think that's one of the deterrence for me personally when it comes to like making new friends now I got friends let me put that out there um but I'm kind of like dice where my circle has always been small and I like to think that from gate I've only brought like the best of the best with me from each phase in life so you know when I'm in high school I may not walk away with a lot of friends but trust and believe the ones that I walked away with solid I could call them till this day they calling me every week you know what I'm saying and a lot of people can't say that they still talk to their friends from high school no shade it's just a fact you know um and the same for college and the same for me personally for law school and so forth and so on so I think um yeah that's that's all I got to say Meg well, I always get teased on this podcast. I just want to say I am a victim. Um, <laughs> I've been personally victimized by Jordan okay. and guys for just different things going on in my life. So they're going to hate my answer. Um, but I can say that's probably one part that doesn't really apply to me. I have, I have always, I guess to some people, um had a lot of friends and I really haven't lost any of them throughout um life I just consider myself to be really lucky I just um 
you know, I got with a good group of people and, and we just happened to uh, stick with each other. Jordan and Dice were at my wedding, like all four of my, um, bridesmaids, they've been my best friends since middle school. Like that's just, that's just how we are. Um, so I just kind of consider myself lucky. I will say on the making new friends tip, like I noticed about me, like I'll, I'll make new friends or whatever, but, um, I noticed that with me, it's like, yeah, well, we could be cool. We could be friends. But when it comes to like the people who are like closest to me, it's like, oh no, I already got that group. Like I'm, I'm solid. I got, I got my people that I grew up with and we're still close. And, you know, I brought a few along with me from college. Um, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but I'm I'm a friendly person though. Like I'm up for new friends. I just have um no no shade to the world out there. I know I've said this to Jordan and Dice before, but like I don't know. I'm kind of a dice. Like I think I've just noticed that some people are just weird, and sometimes I just come across people who are like, yeah, I've never really had a lot of friends, and you know it's not easy for me to make friends. And I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I can see why after getting to know certain people. So um. I don't, for me, that's, that's not a struggle. Thankfully, I've always had a lot of friends and, um, yeah, still got them. So that's my story. Here comes the shame. Apparently nobody gonna say nothing about you. We know you coming <laughs> through with the happy go lucky. I'm Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's what's up. Um, and so, yeah, well guys, I think this was a good little, little chitter chat about being an adult. I think one of the biggest things that we kind of hinted around and can pull from all of this is that you know, growing older really just gives you like a lot of foresight. And obviously it gives you a lot of knowledge if you do life right, you know? Um, and I think just from our discussion, it's really interesting how we can look back on some things that we did when we were younger or really compare it to how we are now as an adult. And, you know, everybody's just got some knowledge that you've brought into this newfound phase of life. And I like that we're all excited about the next phase. Cause I think the three of us are, you know, just excited about what more we'll be able to learn and bring into this next phase of life being our 30s and stuff. So, you know, even though though adulthood is a little lame because you got to pay your own bills and work. Yeah, F um, them bills, though. Don't get it twisted. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that job. But if y'all listening, I love y'all. Thank you so much for having me there. But um, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all so much. But, uh, yeah, no, for real. Okay, guys, well, let's get into the Not Your Average News. A lot, a lot, a lot has been happening. So um, first up, we got that Saweetie and Quavo elevator fight. Y'all saw that? I know y'all saw that. I sure did. What you think? I mean, (laughs) I, I mean, I would consider it abusive. I know people have been, you know, heavily debating that, but in my personal opinion, I would put that in the abuse category. Um, you know, I, it makes me wonder what else is happening in that household or in their life, because I'm just like, if he jacking you up like this in an elevator, I'm curious to know how he's treating you when y'all are in private. And I also want to say, if these celebrities didn't learn to stay up out of these elevators after Beyonce and Jay-Z, I don't know what to tell y'all, okay? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, y'all keep choosing to go into these elevators and cut up. Like, ain't nobody going to see y'all in there. Uh, there are cameras, and somebody is going to get paid for selling that tape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And clearly, like, they say it happened a year ago, so clearly whoever released it, like, there was a motive behind it. They saw that they broke up, and it was like, oh, we got this footage. Let's put it out there. Um I don't know. This is one of the things where it's like, I feel like we could have 50 people on here who have different opinions. I don't, 
I don't really know what I would classify it as. All I can say is, like, from looking at it, do I think it was, you know, over the top? Yes. Um, I have to be real and say, like, if it was me, you know, <laughs> I'm, it's not funny, but I'm sitting here laughing because I'm like, I can just imagine me, like, talking shit and then, like, him kind of being a little rough with me. Like, would my feelings be hurt? Absolutely. Um, just because they would be. But I, I thought it was unfortunate all around at the end of the day. All I'll say is that um, people got to learn to keep their hands off one another. Their hands and their shoes and um, anything else attached to their person. You know, you got to keep your hands and your things to yourself. And that's both for men and women. I will say that. Um, Yes, that elevator incident is very unfortunate. (laughs) Like Megan said, it's not funny, but it is unfortunate. Um, And that's really all I can say on that. Everybody keep your hands to yourself. All right. So the next topic, uh, Lil Nas X made a music video that, fun fact, I heard is now number one on the Billboard charts. Um, He made a new song called Montanero or, yeah, Montanero. And accompanying it, he came out with some Nike-inspired shoes. And they were the Satan shoes. And each pair had a drop of human blood. And to be clear, he did put out 666 pairs of these shoes, which is synonymous with the devil. Um, For those who probably did not need that clarification, but now you know. Um, As of lately, Nike has received an injunction to stop the sale of these shoes. It's a temporary restraining order. And they also claim that they did not know about the shoes and never gave any authorization for um, the company that Lil Nas X partnered with to create the shoe. So for those who aren't too familiar, Little Nas X did not go through Nike whenever he um, started the collaboration for this shoe. He went through another company and the shoe they put out was a Nike-like or Dope Runner, which is a Nike-style shoe-inspired sneaker. So yeah, and this has been getting the the baby boomers upset because they just cannot understand why this youngin would ever do something so so crazy didn't the didn't the shoe have like the check on it as well though didn't it have yes, a, a it check does. i think that was part of why mm-hmm. um I, I look at i just look at things like i try to look at things very straight on for what they are um i think what probably really stuck the nail in the coffin ironically <laughs> is um them putting that check on that shoe i'm just gonna be honest i think they kind of gave nike the bait to say like wait that's not our product um and that's why you have this this lawsuit. But I don't know. This is a very controversial topic. <laughs> I, I mean, I just want to know how y'all feel because I didn't care about the video. The video did nothing for me either way. I mean, it's like, do what you want to do. Creative expression, not creative expression. I don't give a shit. But I, I, was, I personally was kind of bothered by the shoes and the fact that they had a drop of human blood in them. Um, I think that's taking yeah. things for me is taking things a little too far. Like I'm like, why are we putting blood in shoes? And where are we mm-hmm. getting this blood from? I agree with you. Um, that probably uh, okay. I'm gonna just be honest. Um, I think in general the concept just made me uncomfortable. But disclaimer: I get uncomfortable whenever I feel anything or anyone over um, fetishizes 
the devil or you know demonic like Mm -hmm. that in general or the concept of hell like in general that has always made me um a little uncomfortable just with anything like i've heard um what's that show on netflix they say that show lucifer they say people say it's good um but i just can't bring myself to watch it because i to me that's just playing too much you know what i'm saying like I just don't. I'm, I understand. I don't that. like to play too much. I mean, everybody has their limits, um, yeah. and I get that certain things are going to bother certain people in different ways, and so I respect that as well. I can see why you would feel that way. Um, I just feel like, and I, I'm speaking just with my my non professional, non celebrity opinion. I'm like this type of PR move that he's pulling to me is very, very risky for somebody who is still so new to the industry. Typically you only see celebrities do this kind of shock value stuff when they're, you know, starting to fizzle out, you know, in popularity, but Lil Nas X really wasn't fizzling out. And so I question what motivated him to take things so far. Like the video was one thing, but now you got blood in some shoes, like, and a 666, like you're taking things way up. And I feel like it's either going to really boost his career or it's going to really do the opposite and I mean only time will tell but I just don't I don't know why I don't know why he made the decision that he made I have no idea yeah I think that he definitely wanted to do numbers um I think honestly if it wasn't for like I said if it wasn't for the blood if it wasn't for the 666 thing and if it wasn't for the little um what what is the symbol on the shoe y'all um I can't remember. Nike called it a swoosh. No, this it's a demonic. Oh, the pentagram? Oh, yeah. The, the, the pentagram. pentagram. The pentagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it weren't for certain things, like it would have been cool. I mean, at the end of the day, the shoes are just red and black. You know how many red and black Jordans are out there? Um, but I think he just went a little far. For me, it's a no. Um, the video, I'm kind of like you. I, I ain't really care. Like, let the man do what he want to do. But the shoes, for me, I was like, whoa, he kind of pushing it on this one. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a bit much. Okay, so um, in more sad news, uh, DMX OD'd. He suffered a heart attack this week, and he's in critical condition. Um, I did hear that he was, like, off of life support, and he's breathing on his own. So that's a positive, um, but there's just been like a lot of uh, coverage on this topic and a lot of prayers being thrown his way. So if everybody can just lift the original Rough Rider up in prayer, that would be well appreciated by his friends, family, and fans. So yeah. Okay. Are you a DMX fan, Jordan? I feel like you are. <laughs> like I don't know why I feel like that's like hidden in you and we don't know about it. Um, maybe some songs, but like, I'm not, I don't think I have any DMX on my phone and, um, I got some okay. random stuff, so. Enough said, enough said. Yeah. Are you? Oh, no, I'm not gonna flex. Like, I know a couple of songs, but ain't none of them on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into some, um, uplifting news. Kiki Palmer, y'all girl. I feel like Kiki Palmer, like, she may kind of go silent, but she never goes without a check. You know what I'm saying? So Kiki Palmer recently just inked a major deal with Amazon Original Stories, which is like the publishing house um, 
part of Amazon. And so this company will be publishing a series of short stories based on her Instagram characters and sketch comedy videos. If y'all paid attention to some of the characters that she will pop up with maybe like a year or so ago. I know she had them going on during quarantine and stuff. So they're going to be available um, as a Kindle ebook or as an audio, uh, audible audio book. And she will be reading them herself but they're going to come out in late fall. So just kind of pay attention to your Kindles and your Amazon bookstore for that. So we could definitely support another um, amazing Not Your Average Black Girl. Okay, moving on. So the Derek Siobhan trial is still going on. And this is just very important, obviously, for everyone just to pay attention to this trial. Um, I'm not sure if any of my co-host had more comments on this. I know there have been a lot, like a lot of things being said and a lot of um, information has come out from this trial. Uh, we were talking about social media earlier, but I will say like uh, the Shade Room has done a fairly respectable job, you know, as to reporting all of the major key points from this trial. So I didn't know if there was anything in particular that you two had seen and wanted to discuss or not. No, just I would encourage everybody to tune in if you can. That's it. Okay, okay. So Earth, Wind & Fire, if y'all missed that, Earth, Wind & Fire and the Isley Brothers had their verses last night. Um, today is April 5th, and so that means that the verses was on April 4th. Um, but it, it, it did send the internet in a little uproar. Everybody was trying to get them a sugar daddy, mainly uh, Ron Isley, once we realized he was there. Because I will say, um, I didn't watch it. But I did uh, log on for like a second and I didn't think he was there. I did not recognize him with that little gray beard or whatever. So he had kind of shook the table on me for half a second. And I did see some of the tweets where people <laughs> were saying like, wait a damn minute, where's Ron Isley? So clearly I wasn't the only one that was lost for a few minutes. But um, I didn't catch the whole program. Meg, I believe you did. So tell well, us about yeah. it. It was it was wonderful. You know, it was definitely on the whole night in my house. Um, we both grew up around like a lot of old school music, so we were here for it. Very good. Um, Ron Osley was looking good. It was definitely sugar daddy vibes. So, you know, for those of you out there who don't mind an older man, go get you a Ron Osley lookalike. It was a versus battle, well attended. Hate y'all missed it. <laughs> All right. Um, and more exciting news. Jenny Mai and Young Jeezy finally tied the knot. I know they had been engaged for a while. And if I'm not misunderstood, didn't it come out that he like had called off the wedding at one point? I think that's what like the blogs are trying to say, but he no neither of them ever confirmed it. But you know what? I realized when they got married, they'd only been engaged for a year. So I don't know why, like, I think because they got engaged during quarantine, maybe it just felt longer. But um, I was, when I was reading like the blogs and stuff, I was like, wait, they only got engaged a year ago. So like, why were people so on them? Um, as if it had been like a, a Chrissy Jim Jones situation. I think it's because Jenny Mai's first marriage was so public and then the divorce was so public. And then the statement she made about, you know, liking white meat, but wanting dark meat on the side were so public. And then when they were dating, it was so public. Then when they got engaged. So I just think we've been a part of Jenny Mai's relationship past for a very, very long time. Um, and so when she finally got engaged to young Jeezy and people like, I think could comprehend their relationship for one. Cause that was like, whoa, two separate worlds coming together. 
Um, but once people find out like, okay, you know, like this is this is a couple, this is a thing, and then they got engaged, I guess people just wanted to see it more instantaneously, then we got it. But um, I didn't realize it had been a year. I just know it's been a long time of Jeannie Mai relationship news that I do know. I just wanted Jeezy to put some socks on with them dress shoes. That's all I got to say. Oh, but they don't do that no more, girl. They oh yeah, you know they don't do that no more. Dice. No, I, I, I'm not saying. First of all, I'm not saying you don't have you have to wear them. <laughs> I'm simply stating it wasn't a good look. <laughs> you know, you can. There are times where you can wear dress shoes without socks. I just feel like for me, that wasn't the time. Like, and it looked weird because everybody else had socks on. So, hey, if y'all don't know, dice are fashion expert on this podcast she will easily yeah, get somebody I mean, together like, you know they got they got all kinds of socks out here i'm not saying you gotta walk around like a deacon at the church i'm just simply stating like i just wish he would have had some socks on because it looked a little weird in my opinion but you know hey do your thing <laughs> well i will say all in all i'm happy you know i'm happy for them i'm glad that they uh, got married i hope it works out um and then our final piece of news, you guys, we have to end this one on a on a sad note. It's very serious. Um, reggae Lord Jordan, how you say the man name? Reggae, reggae Jean Jean Page, reggae Jean Page, right? Y'all, if you know, you know. All right, Simon from Bridgerton. Unfortunately, y'all, he will not be returning for season two. He is thankfully booked and busy. Um, and he just does not have the time and, you know, we're just, we're just currently in mourning over here because, um, he definitely was the eye candy of the show. So, you know, I'm still gonna watch, I'm gonna gonna support my girl. I'm sad Simon ain't gonna be on there, but, um, the good news is we can always re-binge season one if we want to take a nice little look at him. So (sighs) just let that process. He will be missed. He really will be missed. Okay, guys, well, this is the portion of the show where we give you the classes for the culture with the NYABGs. This is the latest segment that we have added. And if you aren't familiar, this is just the moment of the show where we kind of rant about things that we've seen on Clubhouse. Um, So as of late, and I'm sure everybody has already like seen this whole situation play out, but um, Derek Jackson really is the rant in the classes for the culture of the week, right? Um, If you know, you know, it's really enough said. This was honestly just a sad case. Um, But the moral of the story is for one, to stop hiding behind religion. And honestly, ladies, we need to learn when to walk away. So that is our class for the culture. All right, guys, I also want to make another special announcement. We have been posting on our social media about our wonderful, wonderful um, episode idea called Crazy X Tales that we really would like for you all to start submitting stories to. Um, So please check our social media, well, mainly our Instagram bio, if you would like to anonymously, oh, y'all, I was going to need y'all to help me through that word, but anonymously submit some of your Crazy X Tales. We have a really cool... um, show coming up and we really want you to be a part of it so submit your stories to us we really want to see them and we will deliver them with taste we promise also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on apple Podcasts for immediate alerts every time a new episode airs we invite you to follow us on youtube instagram facebook and twitter all at nyabg pod also visit our website because it's so pretty, guys. And the website is nyabgpodcast.com. So, guys, thank you for joining us for yet another episode. We can't wait to talk to you again. Bye. Peace.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.